so I'm up 27 right now. I'm done. Like I'm out. I'm I'm done. I have nobody left. He has J.K. Dobbins, Darren Waller, and Baltimore's defense left. Right now, ESPN is is giving my win probability at 45. percent You think I can squeak it out? You're gonna need you're gonna need one. You're gonna need the Baltimore defense to get torn apart. Well, that's what they've been doing like this entire season. Yeah. Love you, Dylan. Go Mets. Um, Dylan's doing the chop. Man, sports. <laughs> Sports suck right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know who wants to start, but we, we can start with Saturday. Like, I, you know, my highlight of being in Spartan Stadium was looking up to my back right and seeing SD try to pump his section up, who was clearly full of boomers. They, um, um the guy, the guy sitting behind me and Tyler, my friend Tyler, who guest hosted, uh, was they're called seats. You're supposed to sit in them. Okay. They're Poor called Mel tickets. Poor Mel Tucker. Tickets. I pay money for, for what I can do in my seat. Yeah. Mel wants that place packed and loud and rocking and everybody jumping around, but just everyone is deflated, dude. Nobody wants to nobody wants to go there and like party. It's just oh it's it's all bad. Well and and you know this is how we'll segue our conversation I guess into the game is like Ryan's Ryan has made some good points about this, right? Is like about like the fan gatekeepers, right? I don't think Tucker has really any shit to say about like everyone filing out of the stadium at halftime, right? Like, what do you, what the fuck are you going to say? You can't say shit, but like for the people who are like, you're not a true fan. If you don't stay for the entire game, like, what incentive do I have as a fan to stay for the entire game during a blowout? I don't have any. You don't sell alcohol. The seats are uncomfortable. It's cold. They're not seats. They're not seats. No, they're just yeah. metal benches. They're just benching oh, numbers benches. on them. Yeah, they barely qualify as seats. It. You don't, like, the in-game experience at Spartan Stadium is only good if they're winning, right? At least at like Ford Field or like some of the modern NFL stadiums, like there's other shit to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So to, so to sit, so to sit there and be like, "How dare you not freeze your ass off <laughs> and cheer for garbage time touchdowns?" is unbelievably insulting to me. I'm in 100% agree. It's my money. I'll sp- it's my money and I need it now. It's my money. I'll spend it how I want to. If that means leaving, if that means leaving at halftime to sit in land shark for 20 minutes and goes this fucking sucks, I just want to go home and go home. I'll do that. Don't fucking tell me how don't tell me how to be a fan. If they were competitive, I would have stayed. If they looked like they wanted to be competitive on Saturday, I would have stayed. And I was planning to go last just to kind of have the more tempered takes kind of thrown out there before I, before I went scorched earth. But I'm just going to go ahead and do this now, and you guys can talk me off the leg. I said this in a tweet yesterday. I'm doubling down on it. 
it, if Scotty Hazleton isn't fired by Wednesday, I, I'm putting Mel Tucker on the hot seat. I don't care. I I don't care. I don't give a – I don't care. I don't care. I do not care. To, to go up there, to have Tom Allen, to have fucking Ted Lasso recognize that something's not working in his staff and fire his offensive coordinator midseason, for you to sit there and say you're inches away is – is indefensible. Other programs are making changes. Okay. The only reason Brian Ferentz isn't fired is because he came out of the head coach's nutsack. That's literally the only reason why Brian Ferentz is still employed right now. <laughs> that is the singular reason. Didn't Lincoln Riley fire his brother? Lincoln Riley fired his brother. brother. He fired Bob's. He fired his mentor's brother. No, I think he fired okay. Garrett too. I think he did fire Garrett. I think Garrett. I think Lincoln did. Shank Garrett. Uh, I don't know. You, Mister, we have Carter's dad on, Mister Landis. You, I want your thoughts. You wanted to come on the pod. You have an open invite. Go for it. Thank you. I um, I just listened to the or watched the post game news conference with with Mel, and he, you know, they asked him, you know, are you going to make any changes either uh coaching or players and he's like nope i'm not i'm not making any changes so sd you're uh i don't know how you're gonna react to that but i don't think i don't think anybody's going away uh, on wednesday or by wednesday what well, which is fine then then mel tucker's going on my personal hot seat i understand that I'm that I'm a little out of control and that I'm a little ahead. But guess what? I wanted Scotty Hazelton fired last year. I thought we Bailey Zappi. I thought Bailey Zappi was gonna was gonna be a pretty damn good NFL quarterback. Like I don't know. Like I'm early, but I'm not wrong. So, I, I, and. I know that I had this game as a loss back when I back when I thought this team was going 10 and 2. We all Even did. I'm going 10 and 2. We all had this game as a loss. But I think it's the the way they lost that truly that truly set me off yesterday. If you were in Brett's Twitter space yesterday, I was a little unhinged. All hand up. I was unhinged. Okay. Seven rushing yards. Seven rushing yards total the entire game. Fourth and fourth and three. You're at the you're at the forty. You're already losing. You bring up Bryce Barringer. You're outgunned. Everyone on earth knows that you are outgunned. Why are you gonna sit there and continue? To, to play the game like you still have a chance at winning. You need to create opportunities. C.J. Stroud gifted you a pick six. That was the brain fart to end all brain farts. The fact that you're not putting your dick on the table and being aggressive and capitalizing on that mistake, which doesn't happen often, is fucking ridiculous. And, and that fourth and three where Ohio State went for it, you were bringing the house. Fine. 
you live with it, you die with it, you see what happens, you try to create something. But then you back off, but by the time they back, but by the time your third string safety backpedals to get into position, a book is already at the 10 yard line. He's already in the end zone. If you're gonna call off a if you're gonna call off a blitz, you better make goddamn sure you have the athletes to be able to get back. And you don't, whether it's by injury or D'Antonio leaving the cupboards bare, you don't have the athletes to be able to to be able to show blitz and not blitz, especially safeties and corners. They need to be in position if you want them to succeed. You are failing these players. It was unfair to ask Kendall Brooks to try to, to try to backpedal to, to break up Chimica Obuka's route. That was unfair. You're putting him in a failing position. It's like it's like the Albert Einstein quote. You're asking a fish to climb a tree. Yeah, they they uh they don't have the talent. I mean, they were horribly outmatched yesterday. And like you, you know, took off in the third or fourth quarter whenever you left. I I I started watching Cobra Kai on the third quarter. <laughs> I'm like, screw this, I'm done. I'm I, we we left at halftime. It was when they made it 35 to 13, Mitch, who I sit with, got up and left and then like a minute 20, Ryan and I are just like, yeah, let's just wait till half. A lot more people are going to be leaving. And yeah, I mean, I kind of wish I didn't spend that extra minute and a half waiting. Um, I'm, I'm just bummed. This sucks. Like my football team suck. And the one that I root for on the side, the Lions suck. And my team lost to Andrew Combo today. So like that just pours salt on the wound. Sorry, I mean that's a that's a that's a stray. I'm sorry, but um, and like you know, Carter, your Falcons got absolutely robbed. Like that's the worst. Post. That's Brady's luck. That is that. So, I'm. You know what, Aaron Donald, this season's probably gonna be lost anyway. Take your helmet off. Go for him. Go for Tom Brady. Make make the league make the rest of the league proud. Like like destroy the Death Star. Like, go for it, man. Take him out. You know, just someone. Someone do it. Hey, you he's know, a, he's a know, senior I, citizen. He's <laughs> a senior citizen, and he's getting a divorce. You don't have to, you know, wait a little while before you kill him. See, I just, you know, I just pray Tom Brady's okay after Grady Jarrett savagely, unnecessarily threw him into the ground, you know, making a routine sack. Very normal, very incredibly normal football play. Gosh, I sure hope Tom Brady's okay. Uh, they just have to protect him. They had a shot. Look, Marcus Mariota was like 99% definitely going to throw a boneheaded pick or a very untimely fumble. But you know what? At least give us the chance, okay? The thing about the, 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 But the thing about the Falcons is that they have been actually competitive in every single game this season. I think of the of their three losses, this was the biggest margin of defeat, and it was six. So that's pretty. That's at least a step in the right direction. Is your the the team your the team you have out there does not have a ton of talent, but uh, it, it they're in every game. 
and they're fighting. And that's a good sign of a rebuild. That means the culture is changing there. Coaching. So I've gone from like not liking Arthur Smith at all to <laughs> definitely moving towards the middle and being like, okay, maybe, maybe he's in, maybe he's got something working. I I'm, I'm of the opinion that Sean McVay needs to call the Rams offense and it needs to happen very, very soon because this division is still wide open. The Niners are so banged up just like everyone else in this division the the Rams could be nine and eight and possibly win the division. So it's still there, but I don't know. Matt Stafford's not going to make this season with that offensive line. He's going to get killed. He, he's going to get obliterated. He's going to turn to dust by someone. Um, but, you know, speaking of bad quarterback play, I'm, I'm convinced now more than ever that Peyton is not the guy. Am I wrong? Am I, am I premature? Nope. Does he have the offensive line to protect him? The they offensive are, line actually holds up pretty, yeah, pretty well. Some, in something's pass. wrong with him. Something, they, they are very confident in pass protection. And they can't open up running lanes, but they're solid in pass pro. And here's here's the thing that here's the thing that pisses me off about Peyton Thorne is that I know his football IQ is high. I know it is. You don't come from that family and not have a high football IQ. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work out like that. For for you to for you to turn your back to the line of scrimmage out and roll into a sack roll into a sack multiple times in a game is is boneheaded. It's something that the third string JV quarterback makes. Like, what are you doing? You know, you're not you're not helping your own cause by like by doing some of the dumb shit you're doing. And I'm kind of at the point now where like, like it's, it's obvious to almost everyone that Peyton Thorne's not a hundred percent, right. Whether that's physical, whether it's physical or mental, it, it really doesn't matter. And to just kind of like leave him out there, like is me, like human beings should not be playing football and to have a guy whose head isn't into it, say, hey, yeah, stand in the pocket and risk getting your head torn off for 60 minutes. Like, I just don't, I don't know. And, like, I I think, I do think there needs to be a change at quarterback. I, at this point, it's like the season is so lost that I'm of two minds, Right. So, so next week, right? Here's here's what I'm thinking happens the rest of the season. I think we lose out. I think we're losing out. I really don't. Rutgers may be winnable. Rutgers is a very winnable game. Uh, and maybe Indiana. Indiana looks looks pretty looks pretty winnable. It's at home. Um, but. Like we're losing next week because no no adjustments are going to be made. And Wisconsin, they're fighting hard. The team wants Jim Leonard to have the inter- the interim tag removed. The AD wants Jim Leonard to have the interim tag removed. Jim Leonard wants the interim tag removed. 
He wants to be the head coach of Wisconsin. The players want him to be the head coach of Wisconsin. The administration wants him to be the head coach of Wisconsin. So they're going to play hard for him. It, yeah. You're not, you're not going to set yourself up for success when you just roll Peyton Thorne out there to just, to just make stupid mental mistakes. And then you're going to go into the bye not do anything and you're going to roll into Ann Arbor and you're going to get smoked like a fucking cigar. You like to smoke like those cigar, like that cool cigar picture. I'm fucking over it. I'm fucking, I'm so fucking over watching incompetent football. I between MSU and the lions, like the sport of football has never been more distasteful to me. Like I like it's, it's at the point now where like I I can barely muster watching any football that's not MSU and the Lions. And even when the Lions are bad, which they are, like the Lions are a bad franchise, they're they're condemned to be the basement drillers until they leave. And then and then they'll have the Cleveland Browns thing where they become the Ravens and immediately have 20 years of sustained stability, of sustained success. I just really don't see on the flip side, I really don't see a point in, in starting Noah Kim because Noah Kim's not the guy of the future either. It's Kate Hauser. So you either rip the bandaid off and tell Kate Hauser it doesn't matter. We're not going to judge you. Um, the second you get sacked, you won't play anymore. We'll just see what happens. Right? We're going to throw the ball 40 times. If your shoulder starts to ache, we're pulling you, right? Like you either you either roll Keaton Hauser out there on a pitch count, and you just see what he can do with the like top tier resources you have at wide receiver that you're not fucking using because you're so goddamn adamant on running halfback dives on first down and second down for whatever goddamn reason. So you might as well just let Thorne roll the season out, see if he can salvage, see if he can salvage any reputation, and then just kind of give him a pat on the back and shove him into the portal. I don't really know what I don't really know what the answer is. There is no answers for this team. This is a bad football team. This is a football team that is literally gonna flip their record from last year. Uh they're I they might beat Rutgers, they could beat Indiana. At best case scenario, you're looking at a four and eight football team. I really don't. I really don't see how they win this week against Wisconsin. I really, really, really don't. I'm not even going to entertain the possibility of them winning against Wisconsin. <sighs> I don't know. It's just like, and then like the lot, like the Lions have a bye, so like at least I won't have to suffer on Sunday. But. I don't know. It's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Watching MSU and AM back to back is like it you put those two games together and it's a textbook about how not to run a college offense. It's insane. Everything that you should, everything that you shouldn't do, Jay Johnson and Jimbo Fisher. It's incredible. It's like a toddler. It they're like top Jay Johnson and Scotty Hazelton are like fucking toddlers. 
where you tell them not to do something and they do the fucking opposite. They constantly have crayons up against the wall and you're yelling, no, no. And they just run across it anyway. I'm running out of paint. I can't paint over your fuck ups anymore. I, I, I do do not think we're losing out. I think four and eight is probably the expectation. Pray for five and seven because you never know what Brett Bielema shows up. And yeah, they did beat Iowa, but you never know. You never know what show, who which one shows up. Um, I and and in terms of Mel being on the hot seat, I don't think that's. I understand Mel's not on the collective. Hot seat. Like right. He's, not actually on, he's on my personal hot I, seat. I understand your frustrations 100%. I'm not trying to make you feel bad for what you're saying. I'm just, I get it. But I think we were all a victim of like just overhyping ourselves into this season. And, you know, I, I kind of wonder if Mel realized that we weren't going to be as great of a team as last year. I mean, you know, coaches deep down think that. Like in 2018, Antonio thought he had a team that could contend for the Big Ten title. He did. He did. He, he did. did. But yeah, it just obviously things just went haywire. So, but his euchre part—he had his euchre partner running short side jet sweeps for three yard losses in in his own end zone. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that game. Um, I I will put Mel Tucker on my hot seat if we're going into 2025 and we're under 500 or flirting with it. I want to give him a whole recruiting class before I before I think right. Well, let me say this: I think the fan base is going to give him a whole recruiting class before we start to boo him at these games and not boo the second we see Hazelton. I. Personally, in college football, you can't wait that long anymore. The The window of giving guys time has shrunk so much that you cannot give them and, that much time. And the thing I is- want a seat. All I want is a proof of concept. I want a proof of concept. I, I want him to say something's not working. I am firing someone. That's what, I, that's what I want. I want an admission that what he's doing is not working. I he think can he's go up there on, and take the heat, call himself a dog shit football coach, whatever. He needs to own up, say he made a bad hire, and fucking fire someone because there is all, there are two assistants, two assistants, maybe three on that staff right now that's that deserve to be employed come 2023. I think I think the only firing that we could hope for during the season is Ross Ells. Special teams. Fine. Fine. That, that will be the set. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. November 28th, the Monday after Thanksgiving, Scotty Hazleton will be dismissed as MSU's defensive coordinator. I do not. There is no fucking way he's staying for next year. And if he is, he's really good at, at talking Mel to keeping his job. And he's got, he, he has to have, like you said, a proof of concept. Like, Hey, look, Look what happens when I get my guys. It works, but a big if Scotty talk- Hazelton, if Scotty Hazelton is still employed in 2023, then Mel's fucking co-eds and Scotty Hazelton has proof. I'm sorry. You do not have a but you don't have a dog shit defense three years in a row and stay employed unless you have 
unbelievable blackmail on someone. Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, that that's just my thoughts. I'll let you guys, like Carter and, and his dad talk some more. I'm, I'm whatever. I'm, I'm just over this shit. Well, what I'll I say. watched. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Carter. All right. Here's what I'll say on the, um, on the thorn front. Yeah, he looks bad. And like, I don't, and the, the problem is, I don't know what you do to fix it. Cause like, I mean, how do you fix a guy just chucking a ball into, into triple coverage? Yeah. It, stupid. He's definitely taken a step back. Like I didn't want to, like, it, it reminds me of like 2018, Brian, where he took a major, I mean, the major step back that he took was also partly because of his shoulder, but, but I don't, I don't know what Thorne's issue is. So if this season is lost, like the thing is, is why not at the very least try throwing Kim in there? Let him let him have the game against Wisconsin. And if he sucks, fine. Go back to Thorne. So at the very least, why like you should you should try something different, because at this point you've lost four straight games and you've been largely uncompetitive in most of them. And at that point, you what you are doing, it is abundantly clear that it's not working. It's insane. It's the literal definition. It's the literal of definition of insanity. Yeah. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, which is why the, the fake ball knowers with their spreadsheets and their hot takes about what is firing Scotty midseason do. It's an admission that something is broken and it needs to be fixed. It cannot get worse. That's it. It can't get worse. Look at our past defense. We are dead last in the country. Again. Again. Cannot be worse. And you know what? I actually genuinely think this this past defense is way worse than last year's. Oh, absolutely. How do you get worse? How do you add to that position and get your guys healthy and get worse? Like Amir Speed has the slowest feet I've ever seen. He doesn't use his he doesn't use his size to to jam receivers at the line or now, get competitive at all. Because the scheme dictates he plays 10 yards off the goddamn line of scrimmage. But even when he doesn't, he's getting beat. Now we know why he wrote and it's pretty bad. Georgia. And I and I will give a pass to the safeties because it's unfair to ask Kendall Brooks and Justin White to take on some of those things. However, the secondary consistently looks like they never communicate with each other. Their eyes are all over the place. They don't know where they're going. And that might be due to Henderson's injury. But I said this, I said this a couple weeks ago. If you trust your players to be kept to lead the team on the field to make adjustments pre-snap, then you need to be able to trust the guys behind those guys to do the same thing. Because if it all falls apart without those guys. You're playing the wrong, you're coaching the wrong fucking sport. If you're relying on, if you're relying on 18 to 22 year olds to stay healthy for four months, you're playing the wrong sport. Okay. Human beings shouldn't be playing football and to, and to say like, oh yeah, like this 24 year old who's been playing competitive football for 10 years is going to be healthy for 12 games and hold this thing together is asinine asinine so you either need to go fuck that i'm taking control or you need to be able to trust the guys behind him 
to do the things he can do and coach them to do the things he does. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help when your top two communicators on defense are both not playing. But if you truly believe in, I agree, if you truly believe in next man up mentality, then like the drop off shouldn't have been, shouldn't be as gradual as it has been. Um, and as far as guys getting fired goes, I don't think we're going to see, I do, I will see when it comes to the end of the season, but I definitely, as I mean, from Mel's track record, the past couple of years, like people will get fired because he has shown that he will, he will move off of guys. And, and even if look, and even if Thorne doesn't, doesn't get benched for the rest at any point this year, even if he comes back to the team next year, he should not have any sort of guarantee guarantee that he's going to be the starter next year. It should be a completely wide open competition. But, you know, I don't know. I forgot the other stuff I was going to say. So, <laughs> so I watched the Indiana-Michigan game yesterday before suffering through the Spartan game. And... I believe that next Saturday at noon, Michigan's going to get lambasted. Are they playing next week? They're playing Penn, Penn State. State. Next week. Well, they could lose. They're not going to beat Penn State. I'm not. They're not good. I wouldn't trust. I wouldn't trust James Franklin to walk and chew gum at the same time. So well, I just I saw a, an Indiana team that really wanted to beat Michigan, and they were. Two quarters, they kept up with them. I mean, it was 10 10 at, at half, and they they just they didn't have the stamina in the second half to, to, to keep up with them. But, um, and I'm usually not the optimist. Carter and I have gone back and forth about <laughs> realistic versus, you know, optimistic, and Carter's, you know, been the first one to say this guy needs to be fired and I'm like no calm down you know but after after watching and listening watching the games and listening to you guys I I'm I'm right there with you both guys that are running plays or defending plays need to go and they're just you know whether it's talent or what they're just they're it not. can't. It can't possibly be talent at this point. It it can't be raw talent. It can't be solely raw talent because it may not be. It may not be. But the Ohio State game. It may or may not be. But the Ohio State game isn't the game to judge that on. Just because no, they have dudes. I'm judging. Just it they have dudes, the, and we don't. Right. I'm judging it on the Maryland game. Yeah. I'm, I'm judging it on the Minnesota game. I'm judging it on the Washington. Problem with those I'm judging games. it on. I'm judging it on last year. I don't know. I like. It's just. I don't know what else I can say. I don't know what new. I don't know what new ways I can curse Scotty Hazelton. You know. I'm. You know, Mr. Landis. You're a great guest. I love having you on. But I wanted to have a pagan witch on to to hex to hex him. Like I'm like like. There, there's shit I want to say on the podcast that'll get me legitimately put on a terrorist watch list. I am so fucking fed up with incompetent football, with yeah. with like with just support, with just like supporting incompetent football. Like, 
I said this. I said this in jest. I part way meaning. My dad introduced me to football when I was young. Okay, he started me on this path of loving football. Okay, I would rather have him abused me than watch than have him introduce me to football, because at least then I can work through that trauma. Here, I can't, there's no working through it. It's like you're at the mercy. You're at the mercy of millionaires, which fucking sucks. Yeah. I really don't, I really don't understand. Like, I just don't, I'm so fucking fed up. I have nothing else to, like, I just need, here's the thing that pisses me off the most, okay? And I think this is an underlying reason why, why I, why I personally was so angry yesterday and I'm so angry now. The one thing that pisses me off the most is I'm noticing a lot of complacency, right? Jacoby Woodman himself called it out earlier in the season. They, they went into Minnesota thinking they were the better team and that, that, and that they should walk in and win. And they got smacked in the fucking mouth. I'm seeing a lot of complacency. Peyton Thorne has consistently underperformed this season, and he is not even close to being fetched. Scotty Hazleton has put out lackluster defense after lackluster defense, and he gets to remain employed at least for a few, for a few more months. Jay Johnson has wildly regressed in his play calling capabilities from last season to this season. And, and he might be, and realistically, if we're keeping it a buck, he might be one of the, he might be one of the safer assistants on the staff. So to as much as that fucking, as much as that, that's, that's going to be the, that's going to be the, um, that's going to be the that's going to be the Trump telling people to march to the Capitol of of this whole thing. That's going to set everyone off when Scotty Hazelton gets fired and Jay Johnson does it. I don't know. I understand. Okay, for the people who are like SD, like you're being unreasonable. What is firing? What is firing them midseason? I understand firing them midseason isn't. I understand firing them midseason isn't going to fix anything. I understand they're not going to become the no-fly zone just because, just because Scotty Hazelton is just because Scotty Hazelton is no longer employed. I get that, okay. But firing coordinators is is anti-complacency. It's you're not doing your job. You do not deserve to stay any longer. And go and. Going up there and even coach and 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 even giving the public the public vote of confidence, which based on past, just based on everything we know about sports, the vote of confidence means nothing. In fact, it's probably an indication that they're gonna get fired versus versus them staying out. Even giving that vote of confidence gives the air of complacency with them. You do not deserve to be complacent. You had one year ahead of you caught lightning in a bottle for one year. Anyone could fucking do that. You need to start working today to beat the Brady Hulk allegations. You need to start doing that today. And it starts with recognizing that your coordinators are not the long-term answers and they are actively hurting the team and they no longer deserve to be employed. I don't know if we know or don't know if uh, 
Mel has thought that behind the scenes, because obviously, you know, in front of the press and everything, he's going to give them his vote of confidence uh, because I, it's just, you know, it's just good for morale boosting. Um, and I think the thing, I think it's the same thing as far as Thorne. I think he will, I think he will publicly back him, but behind closed doors know that Thorne is probably not his guy. And the thing is that needs to reflect on the field eventually. I actually do agree with you, unfortunately, that I think Jay Johnson might be safe. And I think that's just because of the fact that, that uh, he's been with Tucker for a while. Same thing with Kapilovic, who I also want to criticize a little bit. You were brought in to fix this run game. Without Kenneth Walker, you have shown no improvements of the run game. Seven total. Did they have seven total rushing yards yesterday? Seven total rushing yards, yeah. Um, how many times did Travion Henderson yesterday run for seven yards himself? At least eight. Probably. They've, they have shown no improvement, and that's on the offensive line, and it's because they just cannot open up holes, and it's also partly on, I will say, Jalen Berger because he has no vision and he's incredibly slow. Jarek Broussard just doesn't get touches. Elijah Collins was the lone guy who did anything positive. With the He's ball. the only good thing about this losing streak. Elijah Collins getting getting a little bit of shine and like not and like staying with in the story of him staying with the program through the coaching change and like coming back after getting long COVID, the worst case of COVID in school history. Yeah. Uh, to like to be able to stay and to continue to like in to continue to work, like that's a Spartan dog for life. Any other player on the roster, I am not willing to give that designation to right now. That's what I said is pretty much I'm like, any of these guys leaving, I'm not going to be sad about. Like, I mean, Jaden Reed's great and all, but like, you know, it's this is his like fifth year of playing in college. So, you know, he's going to leave. So, yeah, it is what it is. And also, it's been good for him to get back too. it's been good to see him be back. And I'll be sad from a cultural perspective if Keon leaves. But. That no, that would actually be concerning if he took off. Yeah, because that's a Mel. That's a Mel guy, and that's another thing. I will spin this positively again. This team is far, far, far from being a finished product. There are three Mel Tucker guys who contribute regularly. I can. You guys will probably have to. Uh, you'll have to. You'll have to um, correct me if I'm wrong. But it's Keon, it's Chuck Brantley, and it's Derek Harmon. Am I right? Yeah. Am I missing anyone? Uh, I mean, if you want to throw Jane Mangum, which I'm glad Jane's okay, like that. Oh yeah, I didn't. Oh, that I didn't scary. see the. I didn't see the hit. I was on the other side of the field, so I didn't. Yeah, I, like I wasn't, and I wasn't like paying attention, so I didn't see like what happened. But I saw that they brought the card out, and I saw that they brought the board out, and I was like, and I was like, oh shit, like that's like really, that's really bad that they're doing this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he was just like released right away. I hope. I hope they don't. I hope he doesn't rush back. I hope he kind of takes oh, no. the time he needs to fully recover because he's going to be a big part of his defense going forward. But yeah, I mean, exactly. again, like human beings shouldn't be playing football. I'm just going to reiterate that. No, I understand the hypocrisy of like being being so emotionally invested in football while fully understanding that like human beings should not be playing this sport. It's it's dangerous and aggressive. But I think I'm only saying that because I can be released from this misery one day. Hopefully that they outlaw it. That China Joe, <laughs> that China Joe with the hoe Kamala Harris uh, <laughs> outlaw college football. 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't know. Also, I don't know if we would have seen Jaden Mangum this year very much. Like, we probably would have seen him in, like, garbage short, time, short bursts if Henderson doesn't get hurt. Yeah, and I actually think he's been playing decent. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, what you what you have to, like, what you expect of him versus, versus like, the reality of him being a freshman getting pulled off the bench. Yeah, no, in in – in all things considered in with those circumstances. Yeah. He's been, he was perfectly fine. I can't imagine we'll see him the rest of this season either though. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, as long as he just gets better, right. Give, give Kendall Brooks and Justin white. Give Kendall Brooks, like his last hurrah in college athletics, give Justin white a chance to show what he's about so he can hit the portal and find and find a place at a G five school. Even play Peyton Thorne the rest of the season, just so he's not, just so he can like have other options other than like being, than going to his dad. Even though I think Skoranek is a pretty decent quarterback, and that would be a pretty tough competition to walk into anyway in Kalamazoo. Um, I I don't. I think Thorne's in the portal by December first. Yeah, I think the running's on the wall. No shade to him. I'm, I'm, you no, know, like no. he's, he's a Spartan, whatever. His, his burger is pretty good. <laughs> um, his hopcat burger is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, he's, he's not the guy. And he, 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 like a lot of the guys on this team, un- unfortunately, I'm a little calmed down now. He, like a lot of guys on this roster, where the benefits were the benefit of D'Antonio of D'Antonio having a heart attack and, and trying to coast it out post college football playoff. That's what of D'Antonio white knuckling the program post college football playoff. That's Peyton Thorne is Peyton Thorne is a recipient of that. Guys, guys like Tyler Hunt are a recipient of that. Like that's not to say that they're that they're not good players and that they would and you know Trey Mosley um, is the classic D'Antonio diamond in the rough, but. And Eli Collins was like his last, like his dying breath. It's like how a dog has like a burst of energy before they die. It's like they, they're like the, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's I'd also like to, to see. A, it's frustrating to be a Spartan. There's no doubt about it. But like I told Carter, you guys didn't get to suffer through the 80s. Every year was two and eight or three and nine or whatever. And whatever they, I think they only played 10 games back then. So, I mean, while, while it's not good right now, I mean, it's, it's better than it used to be. See, Mr. Landis, like I respect, I respect what you're saying and I, and I respect what you've been through. I know that you've lived through some dark days. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what is that? respectfully what does that do for me like okay, i i understand i want you to appreciate even for as bad as we are right now i want you to appreciate that it's not as bad as it could be here's what i appreciate i appreciate that the guys tucker has brought in have have not the guys that tucker have recruited out of high school have not been total shit shows okay yeah i I respect the fact that Tucker is probably cognizant enough of his position and the pressure to make changes. No matter what that fat, bald bitch Solari says, 
Michigan State University can win a national championship. Okay. That motherfucker is such a miserable cunt. And I can't believe that he continues to get employed and get paid hun- and get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and talk down on people like Justin Thin who get into the position where they're at because of hard work. You you think Solari What is it what does it say about you, motherfucker, that a guy who that a guy who goes to that the guy who covers recruiting as a side hustle while working for GM gets a job at the athletic before you. And they shame you think that says something about the athletic or does it say something about you? Remember, remember Charbonneau shamed him for it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You got out hustled and beat out by a guy moonlighting in your position. Chill. Solari's just mad we haven't had a noon game yet. Um, you just, you know, he's you gotta relax. You gotta take it easy on him. He's he's an embattled reporter, you know, facing a really angry fan base. He's trying his hardest out there. Um he's he I don't know if the first noon game is probably gonna be Michigan or yeah, Illinois. it's gonna be it big is. noon. And yeah, be, big noon's taken out. I would love it if the rest of our games were four o'clock, just because he's going to become more and more of a heel for this, for this fan base. I think the rest of our games after Wisconsin are new. Honestly. I hope so. And I know, and I know we have a lot of overlapping listeners with, with like the reach Brett has like if Solari is going to refuse to face Brett in a Twitter space, he's a pussy. Don't hate click. Don't hate click his shit. Don't cancel. If you have a free subscription, Cancel it and list Solari as the reason why you're canceling. And mute him. And mute him. Don't give him engagement. Right? This guy is not prepared for the new media landscape, and he deserves to be left out. Him and Scott, he's just as bad as Scott Bell, in my opinion. He's Chris Solari is Chris Solari has not beaten the Scott Bell allegations. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, what, what good does it do? For to, for you to alienate yourself from the pretty giant fan base that you're trying to support and cover, like it's okay to have unpopular opinions about a team. It's fine. What? Well, it's just it's just to go that on, point. On, it's not like Solari has to be an MSU cheerleader. No, and it's okay to have it's okay to have unbiased and nuanced takes about the team. But right. Solari literally is just miserable all the time. He, about, it doesn't well, matter he loves when we're bad because then he can wallow in it. And it's clear that Brett has poked, has pissed him off or like is in his head a little bit because that clip that Brett sent from um, their Spartan Speak show, he said propaganda. There's no way he would uh, say that word on his own. Like Brett is clearly in his head and Solari sees this stuff and I'm sure it'd be, I mean, I could I could see someone like Graham Couch texting him, going, "You should do this, man. You really should." And he he'll just be like, "No, I'm going to ignore it." He'll just be a bitch about it. But I just don't see where it's a good business model to alienate the very fan base that you're paid a healthy salary to cover. I I don't get it. It's it's dumb. Like that's and I know some people don't like Graham Couch, but like I like him because. He does have those Homer takes sometimes, but like 
he keeps it real and he's the closest to like how I feel about the team with the big media, with the media guys that cover our team. And I, I mean, and I've talked to him a couple of times. And he seems like a pretty reasonable, like normal person compared to Solari, who's just a miserable prick. And Matt Charbonneau, who can be just as bad as Solari. Charbonneau is just, it can be just as unprofessional as Chris Solari at times. We need Colton back. <laughs> he was far and away the best. Since Colton left. We, we miss you, Colton. Although I don't, I, don't, I think him getting a promotion to cover the Lions and not having to like grind as hard for a couple months during the year is, I'd say it's a pretty sweet upgrade. Colton, come on the pod. Oh, yes, Colton, please come on the pod. You fit right in with us, man. <laughs> we know it. Yeah, me, Brett, and Ryan. Brett, Ryan, and I, we talked to uh, we talked to Colton at last year's Meet the Spartans. He was such a cool guy. I, yeah, I mean, going for I don't know. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, like I said. Okay, let's do it like this. Closing thoughts. Like, we'll wrap up the pod in the next 10-ish minutes. What do we want to see the rest of the year? Let, let's make it it's doom and gloom yes but let's make it something you can do pessimistic but like let's throw in one optimistic thing what what do we want to see something different i want to see something different (laughs) i want them to try (laughs) try something new throw in a new quarterback use keon in some different format i don't even i don't know man run the wildcat with keon whatever (laughs) i'm just gonna say that Runs okay, so- like a run, just just try something you haven't tried before. How about that? I would say like a different defensive scheme, but I actually do think they throw out a bunch of different defensive schemes, and none of them and work, none of them so. work. So <laughs> because it doesn't, they're, really, it doesn't because really matter. Part part of it is they don't have the talent, and part of it is they're coached poorly. As bad as Hazelton has been, I think Harlan is almost. I think Harlan Barnett has almost been worse. And he's another guy who, based on past work, has probably earned Spartan Dog for life designation. But for the good of the program, he he needs to retire. Uh, he has not been the same since he, since he returned from Florida State. I also want to see young guys. I want to see. I want to see. I don't want to. I'm sorry. If they're not a part of the future or if they're not like Jaden Reed, I do not want to see someone with the letters J-R or S-R in the starting lineup the rest of the season. I, I really don't care. You're using this. You're using this as you should use the rest of the season. This is this two Tryouts. things I want to see. Two things yeah, I want to see. I want to see you play play all the young young guys for auditions for what you have. That way you can evaluate, you can recruit using that going forward, and you can supplement with the portal. The portal isn't the end-all, be-all answer, obviously. Um, the other thing I want to see, I want to see total nuclear warfare. <laughs> That's what I want. I want Kim Jong-un to man up and hit Japan so this can be over. <laughs> You're not, we're not that far away. Um, I, I have a quick question. I have a quick question. Um, it goes back a little bit, but... Um, as far as with the with the portal and all that stuff, and they're getting guys, you know, Carter always sends me, you know, when when they've gotten a, a five star or whatever. 
are those guys getting scared? No. I mean, no. Ultimately, ultimately, what guys in the portal are looking for are opportunities, right? Whether that's opportunities to, whether they're looking for opportunities to play, right? For some guys, it's okay. I was king shit at my G five school. I want to step up and see if I can improve my draft stock by going to a P five school. Or there are guys who are like, I I feel like I didn't get a fair shot at my at the school I was at. I want to go to I want to go to a different school and see if the grass is greener. That's basically what you're looking for. Now now re, now statistically, um, on the whole, right? Kenneth Walker is a major exception to this rule. The P five guys looking for the step up have on the whole been more successful than the than the power five like backup and backups and third stringers who who are looking for greener grass. So like guys aren't gonna be scared going into the portal because the guys who are thinking about going into the portal, especially on defense and on the offensive line, are looking at Michigan State and going, I could be a day one starter here. And that's ultimately what anyone in the portal wants. We're gonna have people lining up for it. Very few, very few people who are starters at a power five school are going to enter the portal save for save for a coaching change. I think maybe I think, yeah, no, I think he nailed it with that. When it comes to like high school recruits, no, these, the guys that Tucker has recruited have not wavered in their wanting to be in the green and white at all. Like they bought into the long-term vision. There are recruits we have, on exactly. the higher end. Sorry to cut you off, Carter. There are recruits on the higher end who are probably who are probably moving MSU down the list. Yeah, just because they're they could they could play at a they could play at a program that has their shit together a little more, and they'll be they'll be a big contributor right away at a school like Notre Dame or um, or NC State or you know. Schools that have their shit together a little bit and are kind of rocking and rolling. By Job's Alabama visit. Oh no. Uh, Auburn Auburn is trying to get Clay Whedon on campus. Yeah, I'm not worried about Auburn. Yeah, Auburn, Auburn is the opposite of what I just described. (laughs) (laughs) You could not you cannot have described a school more opposite from what I just described than Auburn. That's fair. They're so, they're not doing well. So what I want is, yeah, I was literally going to say Wildcat, then SD, and you guys took it away, like didn't take away, but we were all kind of in that same um, brain wavelength. I want, I want some different looks. Like I, I just want to see different shit, cool shit. Like Jay, open the playbook because we're about we could be two and seven in a couple weeks. Open up the playbook, man. Like look and. Let's just see some cool shit. And like, Scotty, try some other shit that you don't think will work. You never know. It might work. Probably not because you suck, but it might, it might work. Might. We're two and four, man. We're, 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 we're very close to not being bowl eligible. And that's going to read in my other thing that I want to see this year. If, okay, I don't think we're going to be, but say we're two and seven heading into the final two home games and then Penn State. Um, I think that's when you kind of secretly t- like you don't make it public. I think that's when Peyton Thorne goes down with a injury for the rest of the year, and 
you you put Kim out. You you rotate Kim and Kaden. You basically treat Kim and Kaden like Kaden JJ last year. I mean, yeah, that's basically what you do. That's yeah. like, like, and we need to make them family too. Like we Kim friend one of them. Yeah. Our brothers. Kim shoulder. Kim shoulders the load. Kaden comes in in certain situations like, for I for, for a special I'm, package of plays. Yeah, that's how you could do. It. Or if it's if it's like. Say it's the Penn State game where you don't think you're going to win that game. You could go, okay, Noah's going to start in the first half. Caton's going to start in the second half. And then if we're competitive with Noah, we're going to keep him in. And then if we're somehow competitive with Caton, or if like Noah sucks at the beginning, we're going to put Caton in. You know, it could be like a rotation. Like I, like you said, JJ and Cade. That's what I want to see because, mm-hmm. you know, I think Thorne deserves the shot until we're not bowl eligible. And then that means he's truly let us down. And I mean, he's already let me down, but like, that's when it's like, okay, we're not. That's the point of no return. That is the point of no return. And I'm not trying to stretch out this whole foreign thing, but I think that's when you can truly go, okay, this team is literally open tryouts for 2023. Prove to me you're worth keeping and not processing. Otherwise, if you want to go, get out. Like, I'm not going to force you, but you don't want to be here don't be here we're gonna see a lot of portal turnover i think once yeah. again in this offseason do i think we're gonna lose a couple of recruits I, I think we could lose one or two but i'm not really like i've said hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of times on this pod i'm not a big recruiting guy i'm i'm a big development guy because that's what matters in the end and i don't care how mel tucker recruits as long as he can develop them into special talents then if he can't do that in a couple of years you know, we'll wait for that point, but that, that's what I want to see for the rest of this year. Is if you if you want to be an elite coach, if you want to be a Nick Saban, a Kirby Smart, right, a Ryan a Ryan Day, you need to do both, right? Because you don't win national championships without the elite talent, right? I've said this stat time and again since twenty four seven has started ranking recruits using the star system. No team has ever participated in a national championship game. Not even one participated in a national championship game with more three stars than five stars on their roster. Yeah, that, that's what the really closes. You need the top 10 recruiting classes. Until you can get the top 10 recruiting classes, you need to be able to develop and be competitive and show that, look what I did with this two-star from buttfuck nowhere. I can do it with you. Won a national championship with Brandon Sowards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He catches na- so many strays from me. A I- national championship. A national championship at what? Life insurance premium collected? going to kill like- me. <laughs> if he ever, if I ever met him somehow, I'd be like, oh, you're that guy who shits on me on bacon wire. Like, uh. He's a UWM superstar. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So. I mean, do you, we can, yeah, we can end it here. I mean, we're playing Wisconsin this weekend. Loss. Still, Lucas, still do you have a score play. prediction? Mm. <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'm going to do, well, no, I won't do it Will Team in style. <laughs> Call me crazy. I think we pull this one off. 24-10 Wisconsin. 24-23 Michigan State. We get a one-point thriller. Noah Kim comes in and wins the game for us. 
24-17, we're winning. 24-10, Wisconsin. It's 14 nothing at halftime. Then I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What do you got? What, what do you think is going to happen? I, I think they win. I think they even, – even, even after all we've said, I think they look better than they did the last week. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I still think they're going to struggle, but I think it's going to be a it's going to be a close game. But I think we pull it off. I feel more confident if we didn't if we didn't see Wisconsin absolutely boat race Northwestern yesterday. Northwestern sucks. Yeah, Northwestern sucks. But like them went what was it forty nine to ten or something? It's like forty two to seventeen or something. Yeah, it was a blowout. That alarmed me a little bit. Um, but I mean, if we can contain Braylon Green. I think we have a, I think we have a shot to do it. And I think we're still favorites. Are we not? Are we still three point favorites? I don't Are know. We? I don't know. That would just I... be the home. That would just be the home push. I'm checking real quick. We are. What the hell? <laughs> well, I saw, <laughs> I saw minus three somewhere betting info. I got us one in 20, 21, 17. I think this is good podcast. The last line I saw, we were three point favorites. So take away being a home team. It's a pick them so, uh, on ESPN. It says Wisconsin is a six point favorite. Oh shit. That makes sense. Big time, which yeah. based off of last week stuff makes sense. Damn. Cause we were FPI favorites before this weekend to win that game. Well, FPI 24- does not like us. I can't. No, FPI sucks for us. 24, 10, um, 24, <laughs> 10 Jacoby Winman. By the way, since conference play has started, um, is doing a hell of a job doing his best Aiden Hutchinson impression. <laughs> He's the only guy worth a damn pass rushing, so they're probably double teaming him a ton. Well, yeah, he probably leads a bunch of stats that don't fucking matter, right? Oh, like wow. Aiden Hutchinson, so a good Aiden Hutchinson impression. Mister Landis, thanks for coming on and and bathing in the misery with us. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Always welcome. Honestly, always welcome. Anytime you want to come on, text your son, message me, and you 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 can come on. Um, this just this isn't fun. Like, not that I don't like being around these guys, and and it's just like my team suck, and there's like nothing fun to talk about. Maybe we price, all, huh? Every one of us lost today. Yes, Lions, Rams, Falcons. Uh, dolphins, yep. oh, just the ultimate quad quad. We did the quad box of L's on the red zone. I mean, I don't know, Mr. Land. I like, I kind of, we kind of have to give you, we kind of have to give the Dolphins a pass now. Like, yeah, time. To a, well, yeah, I mean, we were on our third string quarterback today. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's not, it's not going to be the season, you know, that we were anticipating. The Rams and looks is Stephen Ross is no alumni of the. Eli Broad College of Business. So I don't think he can uh I don't think he can outspend Bezos and get uh and get fits and get fits back in uniform. So <laughs> I don't think I don't right. no. we'll end it here. Um whatever. Go green, I guess. Fellas, thanks for coming on. Sure. Go go. You know what? This app is gonna be really fun, by the way. You know when Twitter is gonna be awesome. What? Uh oh. After we lose to Michigan for our seventh straight loss, and then um, and then we get fucking waxed by Kentucky in the Champions Classic, 
Oh, I'm deleting the app. <laughs> that is going to be the most fun that app has ever. I'm been. telling you, Twitter's a great, a great app when you only have notifications for people who follow you. It, the experience is so much better. So I suggest it if you haven't done it already. Hmm. Um, it's basically makes the people who come at you like they're talking to the brick wall. Um, all right, whatever, guys, go green. Go white. Go white. Woo.